0: We're looking there at the armament that we have from Ephesians chapter 6. Take unto you the whole armour of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand having your loins girt about with truth, number one, having, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So we've seen the scriptures that we sow, the uh, <coughs> loins girt about with truth and we looked last week at the sanctity that we show the breastplate of righteousness and this evening we look at the shoes in which we go that your and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace your feet shod so the shoes in which we in which we go how many of us know somebody that doesn't wear shoes? But <clears throat> there's not many that get around. The trouble is, you know what? A lot of Christians get around without shoes on. And I'm not talking about the shoes on our feet. The gospel shoes that we should be wearing. And it's a shame that that be so. You know, there's all sorts of shoes that we have. Who was it, Imelda Marcos, way back? yeah she had 20,000 shoes some, yeah she's just ridiculous probably never get a lifetime to wear them yeah. Philippines wasn't it yeah, yeah. yeah uh, <coughs> president of the Philippines. and so she had all those shoes but we might have a, shoes to <clears throat> wear to church or dress shoes or something we might have runners if we tend to be that sort of person <laughs> and go running and stay healthy um, we might have thongs I've never really had thongs. What's those other things I've got? Cro- yeah, thanks. <laughs> Who said that? Oh, yeah, yeah. What are they? Jill's mum said when I would come out with them <laughs> on. <laughs> so They're easy to slip into and out of. <clears throat> Crocs. Crocs. Yeah, John, well, move I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> come into the spit and row. <laughs> Um, There's ca- casual shoes that we have we might have the slip-ons that are their gum boots for other things work work boots uh, steel cap boots and uh being thankful for those sometimes when something drops on the foot and it rescues the toes sandals in old testament times they <clears throat> so when the lord used this analogy here we know what he's talking about and you know we we all go in literal shoes to different places, you know, like we wear good shoes to church, I hope. Not, not the thong. Not the thongs. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I've seen some places they do. Oh, yes, we were uh, <laughs> up in Milanda, That's right. And uh, I, I, I gave them a, a new name Barefoot Baptist Church. A fellow had come flathead in from the dairy and was a song leader. And he had thongs on. And he'd come straight from dairy, milk and cows and got in there. And so they all had a good laugh when I named them that. But I called us, called us what is it, closed door Baptist Church. What did you say, Mr Dunn? <laughs> the gentleman behind me said he was the thong leader. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good one, isn't it? Hey, will have to get buddy when he comes (laughs) how's that thong leader going (laughs) when he so remember somebody please he's coming in about a month but yeah we you know we go to work and we wear probably good shoes if we're in an office but our shoes take us there we have an opportunity to share the gospel there with you know gospel shoes but we might go to a workplace where we've got the, the boots on a workman, tradie And we go there and we share the gospel. You see, everywhere our shoes take us, we should have the gospel shoes on. Mm -hmm. And we go to a variety and all over the place, you know, and nursing homes, uh, hospitals. But we should have the shoes ready and prepared. So let's look at this thought for a while. Our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We should be prepared to go. But there's some places where Christians should never go hmm, unless we're in case with God's armour. <laughs> I do remember when Buddy Smith came down, Pastor Smith came down some many years ago. He had a list of names to visit in Albury Wadonga. And um, <laughs> people up there must have given him friends they knew down here names, so we went round visiting. And one place I. Uh, was the um, takeaway joint, um, the, not the food takeaway, the drink place, and this is where this bloke was. And so we went in there. It was an out drive-through thing. We didn't drive in. We walked in and said, "Who we're looking for? What do you want him?" Well oh, we're we two pastors, and the guy almost fell over. <laughs> I mean, he he knew we shouldn't. I mean, this is not the place where pastors come. Maybe it is today, the way things are going with drinking Christians. But uh, <clears throat> yes, we go where our shoes take us. Everywhere we go, we should be soldiers of the king. And that's what we are. We're soldiers put on the whole armor of God. And this is what it's talking about in Ephesians. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verses 3 and 4, <clears throat> we read and we know it. They'll therefore endure hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. You don't entangle yourself with the things of this life that you might be a good soldier <laughs> and please him who has chosen us to be soldiers. So everywhere we go, we should go as soldiers of the king. In 2 Corinthians, and you, you'll probably come up with the, verse, the verses even before we get there, about going with the gospel shoes. <laughs> Feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. second um, Corinthians 5 and verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, not as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. So what are we there? Gospel shoes? and Am- Ambassadors. Ambassadors, so we go out to represent heaven, Christ, heavenly country, just as the ambassadors to all other countries have got their, uh, their place. What do they call it? Embassy. embassy, thanks. Yeah, the embassy shifted, like the US shifted the embassy from Tel Aviv up to Jerusalem, and they're going to build a swank and big new one, too, apparently. And <laughs> the next, uh, next couple of years, they're going to put a big new one in, in Israel. In Jerusalem, but the embassy is a representative. Well, that's where they go from as ambassadors out to the country. Now, <clears throat> when <laughs> when the countries do something that the other country doesn't like, they sometimes kick the ambassador out or take their ambassadors home or whatever it is. But we are ambassadors. We represent heaven. We tell people what, how to get there, what it's like. And what God wants of us—I mean, there's a there's a whole sermon in being ambassadors, isn't there? If you study that out and we, you know, talk to a an ambassador and say, "What's your responsibilities? What's your job description?" and you'd find some good pointers there for Christians to to take on. That's another. Um, let's go to Second Corinthians five, back up two verses. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. <coughs> And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. So right there with ambassadors, this is the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Reconciliation, a ministry that we've been given. I do find it hard uh, as a pastor to to, to get to battling Christians, the swords are drawn against each other together and to sit there and try to mediate a, a peace deal <laughs> or just to get things worked out. But as Christians, we're there to go to the unsaved people and tell them that they, they need to be reconciled to God so that when they die, they go to heaven. Because without reconciliation, there is no hope. They are the enemies of God. And so feet shod with the ministry of reconciliation. Feet shod as ambassadors. Feet shod as good soldiers of the Lord. Now now to Matthew. If I said Matthew, where's one that points to us as having the gospel shoes on in Matthew? It's called the Great Commission. Yes, the Great Commission. Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. So mark, mark these down in shoes, the shoes in which we go. Bearing the news, the good news of the gospel. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever i have commanded you and lo i am with you always even to the end of the world so until the end of this world comes the lord will be with those that go with their feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace go and teach all nations this is a this is not a well if you want to go you can go this is a not a you know, an invitation this is a command thank you this is a command to go with the preparation of the gospel of peace teaching them baptizing them getting them discipled as it says in verse 20 teaching all things whatsoever i've commanded you and the lord will be with us as we go so they good we're good news bearers <clears throat> the great commission And as we go and teach, turn to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 3. 13, not 3, 2 Timothy 1 and verse 13. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. In chapter 2, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. (coughs) So when we give the gospel, the gospel is responded to, then those people that respond to the gospel, we are to teach them, train them, and help them to be prepared to go out. The things you've heard, well, let, let's see how many generations are here. Thou therefore, my son. So there's Paul and Timothy. And that's two. Be strong in the grace. The things that thou hast learned from me. This is still the same two among many witnesses. All the other people that are saying the same thing. Commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. This is like four generation where it's. Gone to one, to one, to one, the next one, and the next one. And that's what we are to do as we go with the gospel. Teach people. Hey, have you ever had the privilege of having a person that's newly saved? Or well, get saved through your testimony and then have the privilege to feed a hungry spiritual soul? They're like a sponge in the water, aren't they? <laughs> and they just love to take it in. And they ask questions, what about this, what about that, what does that say, what does that, and they keep, they grow, they grow very quickly if they're they're really fair income about it in the first few years and it's wonderful to see that and that wow, you know, the the, the factor of beginning to comprehend who God is and what he has done is a, a great thing and so it's an encouragement. When when person becomes a Christian in a church, it's encouraging hey, it's like an encouragement in heaven when we go the with the gospel shoes on and somebody gets saved. There's joy in the presence of the angels of God. We, we, when somebody is saved, And the, the only other ones up there that are uh, fellow believers that already died in Christ, if they're rejoicing in the presence of the angels. Uh, <clears throat> um. <clears throat> Let's go to 1 Peter. Yes, we're upholders of truth, teachers of the, the next generation and the next generation. And usually we last about four generations. I mean, after that, we're we're there. <laughs> we're gone. But we see that. You see, you, you, you can be a child, you can be a um, a parent, or you can be a grandparent or a great-grandparent. And it's so usually, once you get to that, then you haven't got long to go until you're in heaven. <laughs> but that we see that happen over and it would be great to see that happen in our spiritual lives too you, we, we, you think of it in a church if you've been there long enough let's think of our first group of teenagers that were at the church here um, when I come here they were teenagers I wasn't much older than them <laughs> all the all the all the, nah, <laughs> all the goth children they were here they, they were teenagers Michael Fraser The flag children, Janice, Janice Timshon, Jan Day. Did you say? Yep, she was one of the teenagers. But that sort of that group grew. Then there's another batch come, and then another, and another, another, and so it's. I think there's about five groups, and they get friends, and there's another group just becoming young adults, and there's a new group coming on now. And there's another batch in the, in the Good News Club coming up. And you see them grow and go on, pray, they go on for the Lord. And I, and I hear prayer in men's prayer time for that often, that the young people will go on for the Lord and grow in the Lord. And, and, and see them grow as they're taught the Word of God and understand what it really means, the impact it has on their life. First um, Peter, we're going, chapter 5. be sober, be vigilant verse verse 8 because your adversary the devil like a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour no this is not the reference um It's... Oh, chapter 3, verse 15. There we go. <clears throat> Thinking of gospel shoes. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So sanctify the Lord God, get right with the Lord yourself, yourselves, and then be prepared... To give an answer. You see, we pray and we ought to for opportunities to come our way. Divine appointments. Sometimes we're surprised when it does. Well, he's just answering your prayer. But we need to be ready because if we go out and we're not ready, we haven't sanctified the Lord God in our hearts, we're not separated like we should be, we're not sanctified as we ought to be, God's not going to bring the opportunity. We can pray all we want because he doesn't want a bad testimony someone with a gospel shoes on that a shabby he wants us to be right so if we pray for opportunities they're not coming we ought to examine ourselves how is it doing in my life with the Lord and my relationship and sanctify the Lord and then be ready then be ready to always give an answer um, <clears throat> there's a lot in that verse <laughs> being ready to give an answer Billions of people don't have one verse of the scripture, let alone the gospel of the Lord Jesus. They're held in the iron grip of Satan because he's blinded the minds of those that believe not less. The light of the glorious gospel should shine unto them. And we can fuss and feud and contend and complain, bite and devour one another about unimportant things and the gospel's not going out what is the devil doing <laughs> got him where I want him so, yeah, so long as the devil can keep us busy doing other things spending our energies and time and talents on warring or doing chores we might say he's won a victory and so <clears throat> how oft? Forgot the word is in Ephesians 6:15. You go back there, Ephesians 6:15, where we left off from, and we'll look at it some some thoughts next week again. Put that your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace what's the word there that's important your feet shot it has to do with what we just talked about in the first peter yeah preparation preparation preparation. <laughs> ah, we need to <coughs> prepare sometimes we shrink back from testifying because we're not prepared we're not ready we don't have well we should in our mind we don't have it Firmly fixed. We're not sure of ourselves. We've not been studying to make ourselves approved workmen that are not ashamed. We haven't got the memory going to memorize verses that are appropriate and important as we wear the gospel shoes. What are some verses that we might have in preparation? To have this gospel going out through us. First John one nine. If we confess. Yes. Yep. The Romans, there are the Romans, the John, Revelation, they're all. Actually, yes. Excuse my messy. the roads one, Hebrews road Revelation road 1st John road Isaiah road and Romans road the fact of them being sinners and that's in each one of these these books the judgment of sin Um, and we I did make a big heap of copies of those once this one's getting a bit tattered but it's got all the different verses in all the different books that you can have. And okay, Romans wrote, that is very clear when it comes to Romans chapter 10. And that's the uh, accept Christ by faith. That's about the fourth thing. And just point out that they're sinners. Point out that God judges sin. Point out that Christ died for their sin. And then how to accept Christ as Saviour and assurance and security, but praying that God would work too. I mean, we sow and we water, but God gives the increase. And so as we go with our gospel shoes, we need to be prepared. And if you'd like to take a copy of this, we could photocopy a few. I've got some better ones than this. (coughs) So that we can memorize the Romans or the John or the you know, the revelation, the Hebrews road and just go through the scriptures and share. You see, the word of God, it says in Hebrews is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, dividing asunder, a piercing of soul and spirit, a discern of thoughts, int- intents of the heart. God's word is what needs to be shared for his spirit to work as we wear the gospel shoes. And so I think it's pretty simple. He hadn't made it hard, but he's given a command to go. So, how about the gospel shoes? We'll consider some of these things later. I mean, next time, Lord willing, that we might be prepared to go.